0: Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing.
1: All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz.
0: Hey Superstarters, it's Tina Dietz here with another episode of the Start Something Show. So what are you starting? What are you up to? Are you starting something totally from scratch, totally new? Or are you transitioning? Are you in a stage of growth? Are you debating on where to go next? You know, that's what this show is all about. To give you inspiration, to give you techniques, to give you tools, to give you the tools to fight the good fight. So you know what? I want to know what you're up to. Get your butt over to the StartSomethingShow.com. Go to the Contact Us page. And you know what? Let me have it. Dump it all out. What are you up to? What do you need? What do you want? Where are you stuck? You know? Consider me your dear Abby of solopreneurdom. Or maybe it's not business that you're dealing with the transition around. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's parenting. Maybe it's work. Like regular work. Like 9 to 5 work. You know? hey, these tools work, these transition opportunities, let's call it, even though sometimes they don't feel like opportunities. Same set of tools applies. You know, that's why we have systems to deal with this kind of stuff, because what works just works. And that's why on the website, you'll see my game board there, because I like to think of things as a game. Otherwise, we get way too serious, way too serious. You got to build your vision, create a plan, Build a team, build a tribe, create some systems to help you out, build your muscle. Not really a whole lot different than learning a sport or learning a new skill. It only falls into the same type of category. You're building muscles, even if they don't look like biceps or triceps or, you know, abs. Maybe you could develop like a transition six-pack. You get really good at creating change, and you're like, oh, my transitions are so ripped. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what are you going to do with me, huh? Well, listen to me. That's what you're going to do. Get yourself over to the StartSomethingShow.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you're up to. It helps us uh, create better content for the show, and uh, we'll probably be able to help you out. You know? If we can't help you, then we probably know people that do. After all, I am Italian by, by birth. I, I know a guy. I know a guy. So speaking of knowing a guy, I'm going to share with you uh, our tech tip of the month this month. Oh, I should probably tell you who's on the show today. Duh. It is Mr. David Cohen. David, what a delightful man. David's from Toronto, Ontario, and he is the boomer business coach. (laughs) David's been doing business coaching for a long time, and even longer than he's been doing coaching, he's been in the sales world. He's got some really nice flow, some really nice training tools in overcoming uh, sales crap that we, that we all deal with. We all deal with our stuff about how to sell stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you can't just sit behind a computer and get get that kind of thing done. You have to do face-to-face. You need to do proposals depending on your business model, right? You need to interact with people and be able to offer them stuff for sale and deal with that. So uh, great conversation with David. He's a great guy, such a sweetheart. It helps that he adores me. I like that a lot. So (laughs) we're going to talk with him in a little bit. But back to our tech tip of the month. This is something I don't know that I could live without at this point. I love books. I love books. I've always loved books. If I'm not reading a fiction book, I don't really feel whole. It's something that I've done since I was a very young child constantly reading uh, not so much nonfiction fiction I like fiction. But regardless of what you like to read, uh, you got to check this out. It is the Overdrive app So if you don't have this already, if you don't know what it is, basically the overdrive app allows you on your Mac, your PC, your Kindle, your nook, your iPod your iPad what it doesn't matter which device it's kind of a universal app. That allows you to take out ebooks, audiobooks, and videos from your local library. And there are an endless number of libraries that are participating with the OverDrive app. This is a free app. I cannot live without it. I would not have survived doing all the international travel that I did without this app because I wouldn't have had access to books. I wouldn't have had access to bookstores. And it also has really helped me travel light. Very, very important. So here's the website. It's a free app. Go to appapp.overdrive.com. Check it out. Or you can go to whatever app store you have on your phone, download it on your phone, and uh and follow the bouncing ball follow the directions and get to taking out books and audiobooks and videos from your local library sometimes you can even find more than one library that you have access to uh websites like gutenberg.org that do public access books and downloads also participate with overdrive so if you're a bookworm like me or you want to be, or even if you like to listen to audiobooks, which you might like to do because you're listening to a podcast, go to app.overdrive.com. That is our tech tip of the week. And, as always, you can go to thestartsomethingshow.com. Can you tell I want you to go to the website? I want you to go to the website. Go to the website. Sign up to be a free member. Look at the cool stuff. Download the cool stuff, Okay. <laughs> Oh, yes. Shameless. Shameless, they call me. And uh, go to the Contact Us page. Nominate an app. Nominate a tech tip of the month. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you're using. And if we say nice things about your tech tip, we'll also say nice things about you. And honestly, who doesn't like nice things being said about them? It's better than the alternative, right? Better than a sharp stick in the eye. All right. Let's go talk to David Cohen. Cool. Cool. Today on the Start Something Show, I am welcoming David Cohen. David is an author a business coach and facilitator, and was the former host and producer of the Small Business Big Ideas show, which was one of the first shows I was ever on. And that show was heard weekly on a couple of different stations for over nine years. And you could hear folks like Stephen Covey, the late, great Stephen Covey, and Jack Canfield on that show. It was a wonderful show. He's also the author of Bust Out, Ignite Your Inner Entrepreneur. Uh, David has taught thousands of people over the years, both in the nonprofit and the profit sectors, particularly folks who are getting started and really gaining their, their sea legs, as it were, in the entrepreneurial world. And you can connect with David at theboomerbusinesscoach.com. David, thank you for starting something with me today.
1: It's nice to it's nice to start something with you.
0: Yeah, today. well, I am yeah. an instigator. It's what I do. You,
1: well, that's someone has to be. <laughs> do you ever have any, you know, get in any trouble instigating things? Is any? Is no, wait a minute. This
0: is my interview. I'm interviewing you, so <laughs> I'm going to take the fifth on that one. No. All right, anybody, all right I,
1: smart move. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, although anybody who knows me is yeah. laughing right now because you know they know I'm I'm yeah in trouble it's, many, many times.
1: It, it's like Schultz <laughs> from Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. I know nothing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about your, your journey. When did you decide to change your life and start something? What was the trigger for you?
1: Oh, it was a divorce.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty clear. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then subsequent to that, I ended up at Landmark uh, doing the form in the the mid to late 90s and got introduced to this notion of coaching and speaking. And I went, oh my God, when I was sitting in Landmark, I went, I want to do that. I want to be a speaker in front of the room.
0: Uh, for those of you who don't know out there, uh, Landmark Education is an international, multi-international um, education company that teaches uh, work in the transformational realm, uh, ontological mm. realm of education. So yeah, keep going, David. Yeah, it
1: was you know developed by Warner Earhart and literally changes people's lives, you know, and and relationships and and whatnot. So I ended up in in, in the chair at Landmark doing the form, and then I did the advanced course and Co uh, SELP, and then I coached in the SELP program in the late 90s, and I went, this is this is for me. This is really what I wanted to do, and I, I got out of um, a, a career I was in for 12 years of selling promotional products to companies and did really well, but after the marriage broke up, you know, your, your whole life has rocked and started to really lose the edge uh, quite dramatically, actually, um, and, and so in uh, 1999, 2000, I went to uh, the Adler School for Coaching, Got my first coaching gig uh, with a government training program, helping uh, startups. Uh, got a train. Um, got my also a coaching gig and a training gig in two thousand nineteen ninety nine and two thousand, and just sort of chipped away at it and never looked back. So that that was that was it. It's a, you know a life change. You know, and it's like I, I look back on it now and I go, man, you know, I had nothing left to lose. And there's that song, you know, freedom is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does it go? Freedom is when you, you know you've got nothing left to lose, and, exactly. Uh, and and at that point, I didn't, and I I thought, well, I'm going to do work I love, and I really like this notion of teaching and coaching and inspiring others. So yeah, that was it.
0: That's awesome. Now, what have been some of, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, um, and then you're up in the, the Toronto area, but I know you've done work in many, many places. So what are some of the, the high points? What are some of your favorite moments that you've uh, had over the years or favorite clients? Um,
1: my, I think my favorite moment was, was um, oh, I got to speak in Dallas at the uh, ASI trade show that was a highlight.
0: What is ASI?
1: ASI is the American uh, Institute of Specialty Advertising.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: that was the industry I was in. And I actually left the selling end of things and went into the training and development end of things. And that was, uh, that was a real joy to be down there in Dallas. The night before, I was at the Dallas Mavericks-Miami Heat game, and, and just I couldn't believe my, my luck uh, being there. And then uh, the morning I, I spoke, I, was, um, I used the gym at the hotel, and uh, sitting beside me was Kato Kalin from uh, the O.J. Simpson fame. And oh,
0: wow! Okay. I so
1: wanted to ask him. <laughs> so did he do
0: it? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, I know. Man. But you know, the it's poor like
1: guy. I, yeah, I know. But you know, you can imagine. Like I had to restrain myself. So that was a highlight. The other highlight, yeah, a number of highlights. One of the other highlights was finally getting a chance to interview Doctor, the late Doctor Stephen Covey. The reason it was a highlight is because it took me two years to get him, and I stayed with it. And when I got him, I was just like over the moon. It was like, I can't believe I'm interviewing this guy, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: that definitely. Yeah, he was kind of famously very, very selective about the the radio and uh, things that he did just because, you know, highly influential people like himself that really guard their time. So that's amazing that you had him on the show.
1: Yeah. And how he did it. And it's it's funny you, you allude to that because what he da- does is he says, okay, Everybody in the media, he just come out with a, a new book, um, and it was The Seventh Habit. And he said, everybody in the media wants an interview. I'm going to be doing interviews on Thursday, I think it was like December whatever, 16th, and you, here's your time. And you either be there or you, you're not, right? You either do it or you don't. So I have to go in, um, especially to the radio station in the middle of the week um to to be there and we did a, a quick 15 minute interview but it was great it was just unbelievable
0: oh that's fabulous he did a kind of like a media roundup that's cool Yeah, exactly that's very cool
1: good good use of time too right
0: yeah excellent use of time we could definitely all take a page from that book i mean mm-hmm. it, it, always nice to see an expert walk his talk when they're talking about you know being highly effective yeah Yeah. Yeah,
1: just you know, being um, oh, I was a guest speaker at a women's only uh networking luncheon uh, event with 130 women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were the token male. Oh, my I goodness! Was. Yes, I know. you were in, invited into the inner uh the inner sanctum, yeah, as it were. Very it cool, was,
1: it was great. Very, very I got cool. I no problem getting a washroom this time.
0: <laughs> oh, very nice. Very yeah. Nice. Well, men never do. What are you talking about? Come on. You know, no problem there. Now, um, your book, uh, Bust Out, Ignite Your Inner Entrepreneur. I know that was um a, a big dream of yours to to publish a book and uh what, what prompted you to go ahead and, and write a book about being an entrepreneur?
1: It's what I know. Um it's personal to me. I, I, I think um I see myself and my path as as um, a real guide and a support for other entrepreneurs. And and so I, I I love to write. I, I do write uh, continuously on LinkedIn. I'm up to, I think, 56 articles for 56 weeks in a row. And um, and I compiled all, the, all my writing and I compiled it into a book. And I, I just, you know, really, as I said, my work and my, my mission is really to help people launch a business and if they're in it, to, to stay successful and, and happy in it. So um, that's what compelled me.
0: Yeah. And you tend to work most with uh, uh startups or this um the boomer generation. Now, what made you choose boomers as a group to to focus on helping the most?
1: Um again, that was also born out of um you know, a life altering circumstance. It was 4 years ago in May. Um, I got called in to meet my manager and the executive director, and I went, well, this can't be good, <laughs> right? It's, it's either I'm getting the raise I've always wanted <laughs> or uh, I'm getting you know let go, and it was getting let go. Six of us were let go that day. Uh, the uh, funder, the government uh, agency, um, cut our contract and uh, cut funding, and they had to let six of us go in, in the department, and I was running an entrepreneur training program we're newcomers to Canada with an agency, a so, social service agency here in the GTA. And um, I was one of the ones they let go. So I had a month to finish off my contract. And, you know, in that month, I, I finished up my work and I got to look for jobs. So I was on March the 1st. On March 16th, my, my mom passed away. She was 86 and had uh, a really bad case of Alzheimer's. Um, and she she succumbed to uh, pneumonia and then a few days later my brother-in-law uh, seemingly healthy guy a doctor even um, had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery he survived it thank god um, and and i thought and and at the end of the month after my work finished I was just start to reflect. And I'm going. Oh my god! What a what a month! You know, it's like I picked a bad time to give up amphetamines. You know, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: yeah, really. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So you know, just kind of reflecting and researching and thinking. Okay, well, what's next after this month? You know, like a vacation. Um, and and in my research, you know, Tina, I was kind of looking at you know where I was at my age. I was just. I think I just turned fifty. And I'm thinking, man, I wonder if other boomers are going through stuff like this. So I went on to Google, and I was—I go on to Google News, and I, I typed in stories about, you know, boomers. And in my research, I, I was reading a lot about how boomers were going through major transition with older parents, with work, career. Uh, there is this notion of encore careers or second careers. Um, th- we were just coming off the stock market debacle back in 2008, so a lot of boomers um, in my my um, research were forced to uh, continue to work or do something on their own because they, they couldn't afford to retire that, uh, anymore. Um and then the other uh, piece of research I got was that Boomers were the fastest-growing group of individuals in the population today, opening up businesses. So I went, you know, this this really bears having a look, and um, and that and I further research and talking to people is what really kind of prompted me to um, change the name of my company from the Technicolor Umbrella. To the Boomer Business Coach, and the other the other strategy was I wanted a company name that you you'd get you know right away you you'd get what I did and you'd get who I was doing it with, and um and much to my amazement I registered the uh, .com and .ca and I got it so
0: very yeah. good. Well, uh, what do you think that um, for? Let's see, and and the age group for boomers now that would be uh what about. What are they now 60 to 70
1: um, actually a, a little younger, a little younger? Actually, yeah around 52 to 70 71
0: okay 52 to 71 what challenges have you found that um, boomers have in starting a business and making that transition that maybe you know you haven't seen as much with startups with um, other generational groups.
1: Um, One of the main challenges is, you know, if they're coming off like a career, Tina, where they've been working for somebody, uh, they don't necessarily have the skill sets like like sales or uh, marketing or how to get out there. So um, they might not have those business uh, skill sets that they really need to succeed. Um, They have ideas, definitely, and they have ideas. They probably have some sort of service or product or something they're good at or that they want to introduce, but I think that that to me is a, a big showstopper. Is they don't have the sort of the the marketing and sales chops yet.
0: And do you find that boomers are easier, harder, or the same to impart those skills to than someone say in their forties, thirties, or twenties?
1: I I think they're pretty open. You know, they're they're pretty open to um, to to accepting it. So I I, I find them. Um, a lot they're very responsive Uh, and they're responsive because they're motivated right they're motivated learners and i think if you're a motivated learner um and there's more at stake right you know the house is at stake the their lifestyle their current lifestyle is at stake they don't want to really make mistakes if they can help it because it could you know cost them a lot whereas somebody younger like a youth entrepreneur and i do work with youth as well a youth entrepreneur might be living at home there's not as much to risk so i think uh boomers are a lot more open, uh just because there's there's more to lose.
0: Mm, that's a very good point. Yeah. If you're you know, have to take care of all of your bills and, you know, can't move back in with mom and dad or, you know, you've got you know, retirement is coming up fast, then that's definitely a lot bigger risk to be taking and starting a business. Now um you had said that you worked for the government for some time and you're in Canada, here in the U.S. Now, I know Canada or Ontario in particular had a pretty strong entrepreneurial training program for folks who were out of work. And this was something I used to, quite honestly, envy for years because um, uh, I was originally from Buffalo, New York, very close to Canada and in New York and most of the U.S., uh, if you're out of work and you try to become an entrepreneur, you lose your benefits, your un- uh, unemployment benefits. There's really no support for someone who is receiving any kind of benefits to start a business. Everything is geared towards just get another job. Uh, so I was very envious of some of these programs in Canada. Those programs still exist? or they Have they gone by the wayside too?
1: Um, they uh, just got cut in May. Um, right before the long weekend, the province announced that the self-employment benefit program, which you're referring to, uh, will be no more. That the last intake will be the current one and uh, there will be no new intakes. That's so very sad. It is sad. Now, there there's talk that there's going to be something to replace it. It won't be as sweet as that program. That program is amazing. Um, but there will be something to replace it, hopefully, by next April or May. But nothing, nothing has been announced, and there's no. Now you're right in in Canada too, or Ontario too. If you're on, on, on Ontario for sure, if you're on unemployment insurance and you want to start a business, you're on your own, man. Like that's it.
0: Yeah, it seems to be a big uh, disconnect with the way, uh, and I want to hear your opinion on this. You know, the whole world is moving towards people. Being freelancers, opening their own businesses, doing contracts, companies not wanting to hire full-time employees. But yet, the message that government is sending or even social service agencies is, well, you're on your own if, yeah. if you if you want to do that. What are, what are your, some of your thoughts from being kind of inside that system?
1: Well, and I am inside that system a lot. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty sad. Um, there's not a lot of... Um, as much help for entrepreneurs as, as there was. Still, uh, we are blessed in the province to have what's called these um, aspects, which uh, stand for Small Business Enterprise Centers, uh, where you can go for some training programs and some um, counseling or, or, or guidance. Uh, however, uh, the challenge with that is uh, there's limited staff, and they don't have a lot of time, and the budgets are really, really tight. And then, so um, that sounds very
0: um, very similar to the Small Business Administration here in the U.S. Which, uh, for those of you not familiar with the Small Business Administration, and uh, what's the one called in Canada?
1: aspects small business enterprise centers. small business
0: enterprise center so uh, for those of you listening who are startups and looking for some additional support you definitely seek out these organizations they're good organizations uh, but similar to what uh, David is saying in Ontario we run into here in the us as well which is um, a lot of it is volunteer run um and it's not necessarily free either the um the programs may be lower cost but they still do uh, classes, um, do cost money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The classes
0: definitely do cost, cost money.
1: Here, here it's, it's hit and miss. Sometimes they'll charge a little bit, like 15, $20, which is doable. Mm -hmm. And in some cases they're free. What I like, what I'm liking though, is that the colleges and universities are opening up, uh, what's called, uh, centers of excellence, or they're part of the one network, which is, um, like an entrepreneurship network, uh, Um, facilities that are spurring on new growth, new investment in technology in green tech and in social purpose enterprises. So here in downtown Toronto, near the hospital district, we have MARS, which is a center that spurs on uh, new uh, development in science, in medical uh, development, in green tech, and in social purpose enterprise, and they offer training programs. And they're also an incubator as well. So we have um, a a large uh, group of business incubators throughout the province. And that's really exciting. So Ryerson has what's called the digital media zone. Or up in the the north part of Toronto, in Markham, there's Venture Lab. Or in Durham region, where I did a lot of work, there's uh, the Spark Centre. So that's really exciting. And there's a lot of of money and programming uh, geared towards youth entrepreneurs too.
0: Yeah, I do see a lot of that as well because of the, the tech startups. Now, do you find that these programs are open to boomers and folks that might not be in that youth category um, utilizing their services?
1: Totally. Yes, I, I really do. As a matter of fact, one of, another center, uh, it's called the Ontario School for Social Enterprise, and they're helping people, you know, um, launch businesses but that have a, um, an impact. On the society that we live in, and they have a new program for older workers. And the other, the other cool place uh, here in, in in the city is, um, and they've got three uh, shared work uh, spaces, and that's the um, the Center for Social Innovation, and it's it's they've got. Like it's, we can rent an office space. You get with the office space, you get access to boardrooms, and that's that's a, like that's got a really cool vibe. They have that's a, really handy. Re, that's yeah, very cool. Yeah, three really cool locations with cafes, and there's a real buzz, Tina, and and people are all, of all ages, mostly younger, mostly like hipsters, uh, but you know, there's a few of the the forty fifty somethings in there as well. So hey, why not? Yeah, yeah, we can hold
0: our own yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Now, this is really cool. And, you know, I'm just thinking uh, out loud here, thinking that it would be really amazing to have our listeners uh, write in or post or tweet to us at uh, SS show, uh, hashtag SS show, or to me at Tina Dietz. And uh, and to you, what's your Twitter handle, David?
1: Um, it is BizBoomBuzz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> BizBoomBuzz. Or BoomBizBuzz, yeah. something okay. like that. Just look you up. Um, yeah. And uh, I would love to hear from our listeners if they know of um, the centers of excellence in their area. Where can you find entrepreneurial assistance in the U.S. or Canada? Where are you finding your training, um, be it public or private? I think it would be a cool conversation to start in the social media space. That would be really neat. Now, David, the other thing I know about you is that you have a particular love for training sales. Why is that?
1: Oh, um, because I had, you know, my whole career has been in sales, uh, you know, since I was a, a, a teenager where, you know, I worked at the shoe store, you know, um, selling shoes or, you, you know, or as in summer jobs in, in sales and in, in radio or was in the advertising end of things as opposed to so much as to, you know, instead of on air. So I've always been in sales and, and I was in commission sales for 12 years prior to this change into what I'm doing now. And my view on sales is there's a few things. There's a few beliefs that I hold near and dear. One is that if you can learn to sell, you'll never work for somebody else again. You will be uh, self-employed and self-directed. So learn learn how to sell, and I guarantee you'll never work for someone else again. If you do work for somebody and you're in sales, the salespeople usually make the most money in an organization organization. So that's true. That's, an, that's another really cool thing, right? right? And 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 it's just it's it's got such a bad rap. Sales is an art. It's a science. It's about, you know, really understanding people and what motivates them to buy and 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 developing relationships and 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 just being cool, just positioning yourself as a a leader and an expert in your field. And I and I think you know, it's it's not that sort of slap-happy guy at the used car lot patting you on the back with a checkered jacket and white shoes, you know, kicking the tires with you. It's not that at all. It's really about, you know, being an intelligent human being, being a good study and student of human psychology and motivation and what what drives people and also really being uh, good at listening and asking questions and 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 nurturing those relationships.
0: Beautiful. And we're gonna dig down deeper in the backstage pass to talk with david about some specific sales techniques especially for folks who are not necessarily comfortable with sales but let's face it if you want a business you have to be able to generate sales one way or another and uh, david's going to share with us some uh, up and up full of integrity heart-centered enthusiastic wonderful ways to create a sales process that feels good for everybody involved so make sure you join us on the backstage pass for that but before we uh, head off today, David, uh, thank you, for, first of all, for coming on the show today. It's always what such a, a pleasure. Yeah. It's You're always- great. <laughs> Why? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I do have one more question for you that I love to ask all of my guests. So we... Everyone listening can kind of walk away with some ideas to take forward into their next week. If you imagine that uh, if you had to start over tomorrow and all the resources that you've built were kind of wiped away, I mean, you had, you know, place to live and food to eat and all that good stuff, but you didn't have all the business that you've built up over the years, just left with your knowledge, what would be some of the first things you would do to start something fresh?
1: Oh, <laughs> I always have this idea. Um, of selling, uh, ties, pantyhose, uh, undergarments and socks and belts, uh, to gyms. And that was born out of, um, necessity because I like to work out at six, six thirty in the morning. And when I go to the gym and I shower there and then I change and go to work, I used to forget like notoriously socks, my belt, a tie. Yeah. I forgot it. Right. And, you know, nothing says uh, fashion statement like a nice navy blue suit, crisp shirt and tie, and white socks. (laughs) So I "I know. I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, it's the uh, TTC bus driver look. But um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just saying. But uh, I always thought that would be a really cool idea to, to, to launch, to have a little kiosk at all the gyms in case people forget that stuff. To bring it in their gym bag in the morning, so they have something to to wear so i'd I'd probably get back into sort of some sort of a product as opposed to a service
0: that's really fascinating, and now watch six months from now we're going to see that launched. You watch
1: I know I know, I know just, right, yeah, yeah, all right,
0: send royalty checks to David Cohen, yeah. <laughs> Carol yeah, the dot com <laughs> yeah, I don't know
1: you call it just in case or something
0: there you go all right now don't give it don't give away the farm here, okay, so no, no. uh remember to connect with David at the Boomer dot com and of course on Twitter and Facebook and join us for the backstage pass. We're gonna dig down deeper into the sales process and making it lovely and juicy for everyone involved. David, thank you again for being on the show and Superstarters, we'll see you next week on the start something show.
1: What a joy. Thank you, Gina. Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com,
0: join our community of super starters, and get your Perfect Day Planner Pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode.